What's up, Whisper Nation? Johnny Game Time Hicks here with Big Travi. We are talking RBs of the 2019 NFL Draft, but more but Johnny, importantly, it's not just any episode here. No, what what episode is this? This is number five zero for the Fantasy Whisper, the Big Fifty. You guys are in for a treat. Our fiftieth episode. Talking running running backs, rookie running backs for 2019. 50 never felt so good, Travis. 50 never <laughs> felt so good. What's up, Whisper Nation? It is Monday, April 8th, and you are listening to the Fantasy Whispers with Big Travi and Johnny Game Time Hicks. And me. <laughs> Whoa, who was whoa that? yeah, who is What's that? What's going on around here? Hey, uh, this is Chelsea Byers. I am playing a manager role here and excited to be joining this show. I thought I told you, Johnny, I didn't want a manager. <laughs> well, exactly why you got one. Exactly. Yes. Hey, she, here. She, that's right. Chelsea Byers is joining the Fantasy Whispers. She will be helping us out with all the uh, stats that we might be messing up on or if we have questions that we need to ask whisper nation on the show that's why we got chelsea she's awesome yeah she's gonna do the behind the scenes the magic make us look a lot better than we are and she is a saint for doing so all kidding aside i do need to be managed and i'm glad she's here (laughs) all right so we are talking the 2019 running back class this is part one we will have a part two going over the second part of the what we deem are the second best running backs in these classes, I guess. Uh, this second is tier. Second tier. Thank you, Travis. Uh, this was not a very solid running back class. A lot of people think it's a weak running back class. Uh, but I have a lot of fun diving into the game film, and I know you do too, Travis. So this will be fun talking Whisper Nation through where we think these guys might go and where they might have the most success, and in some cases, where we would hate them to go. But first, Big Travi, we want to say thank you to Whisper Nation for joining us here on YouTube or wherever you are watching us. We want to thank you, and please join our Instagram, at TF Whispers. We put a lot of data over there, as well as on our Instagram page. We have giveaways, things like that. And if you want even more fantasy football content, you can head on over to our website, thefantasywhispers.com, and we'll have all of our write-ups and rankings on there. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's dig into these guys. All right. But first, Travis... I always like to open it up a little ease into the conversation here. You know, it's a little bit early in the morning here that we're recording. And, dude, I just got to say, man, I'm super jacked right now. (laughs) How much coffee have you had? Hey, I've only had a half a cup. But you want to know why I'm super jacked, Travis? Because last night in our league of record, we found out roughly about there's a little few minor changes But for the most part, we now know, because of the NCAA tournament, March Madness tournament, where we will be selecting in our hometown league. And Travis, I'm freaking excited, dude. Yeah, I mean, that makes one of us. uh, Didn't really end up 
for me and Chelsea, I would say, aren't aren't as excited um, as you are. But this is actually the first I'm hearing about this. Uh, oh, <laughs> bracketology yeah. is is sweeping the nation. But at the same time, uh, in our league of record, we use the bracket to determine our draft order. Um, and so, yes, it's an exciting time for those that are still in the running for some of those top picks um, or, you know, just their choice of where they would want to draft in. So, yeah, we had some fun with that bracket. We we would suggest this to leagues out there. If you're looking for a unique way to determine your draft order, throw a bracket together. It gets all the guys together and they can um, uh, and they can get together and, and guys and girls get together and. Uh, figure out where they're drafting it, it it's been a lot of fun and we get a lot of banter going and it's in the off season and so that allows us to stay close together and go back and forth on that we're having fun with it all right big travi let's jump into the show let's get into these running backs we're going to start off with josh jacobs here running back out of alabama who's uh, widely grown over the last few months to be the consensus number one running back in most mock drafts. He's 5'10", 220 pounds. This guy is a monster, Travis. Uh, he had a four... He, I should say he is a monster, but he ran a slow 4.640 yard time, which is pretty slow when you're talking about running backs. He was in a three man rotation where he only saw, you know, 16 percent of his team's total touches and only nine percent of the red zone, even though he is a monster. But, Travis, you're looking at a guy who had 120 carries for 640 yards and 11 touchdowns where he averaged 5.3 yards per carry. What do you think of Josh Jacobs? Uh, are you high on him? Are you low on him? Where do you think he might end up? Uh, I don't I don't know what to make of Jacobs, mostly because, uh, you know, he's he's had that reserve role. He was used mostly in special teams, if you're looking at a lot of what he's done, because of the talent ahead of him in that Alabama system. But I'll tell you right now, you look at the limited you know, time he's had, he's been pretty good. He was the seventh most elusive back per pro football focus. He was also the third best at not being taken down on first contact. So he's got some you know, elusiveness to his game for a bigger guy. So yes, you know, he runs that slow 40, but he's got some ability to make guys miss. My biggest concern, though, is his, you know, he's not the ideal pass blocker, so he might not stay on the field because of that. He was rarely used in blitz pickup. And I mean, he was rarely thing, used at all, like, yeah, just yeah, to I mean, be honest with but you. But, I mean, they weren't putting him on the field in, in those special uh, third-down situations where they needed somebody to pick up the blitz and they needed someone to uh, pick up those linebackers. And so he wasn't graded well in pass blocking and even worse was his 9.1% drop rate. So yes, he can catch the football, but he did have some drops for me. The popular choice was for him to go to Philly, but it looks like Philly even might have some concerns with his situation because they went out and got Jordan Howard. Yeah. And so is Jordan Howard going to, you know, sit in front of Jacobs? Are they still going to draft Jacobs in order to, kind of uh mentor have howard mentor him um we'll kind of see how that goes yeah for me you know a lot of people are going to say oh he's he's an alabama running back you're going to hear this a lot like alabama running back they run the most uh you know and a professional offense uh so naturally you get a lot of guys coming out of that school that 
are big name guys, right? Big name stars. And I just want to be cautious because when you're entering this year's uh, draft uh, for fantasy, unless it's a dynasty, then yeah, you would, you would push them up. But you you've got Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Eddie Lacy, TJ Eldon, Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, and Glenn Coffey were the last running backs all taking out uh, taken out of Alabama over the last uh, you know ten years or so, and not all of those guys obviously have been huge names or you know go on to have a very big career in the NFL. There are some really good ones in there, but so just be cautious with Josh Jacobs uh, because. There's a mixed bag on, you know, exactly how good he can be. I think if he gets into the right system, I think that he could see good things, but I don't know if they'll he'll be a three down back uh coming into this into this. Yeah, league. but like give get him to Tampa. I mean, we've yeah. talked about Tampa before and how or Oakland. even Andre or Oakland. Yeah, Oakland would be nice. Even Andre Ellington had success under Arians. A guy like Jacobs could come in, I feel like, and and Arians is gonna have that mind to put him in the right spots. All right, we're going to jump into the next running back here. We have Damian Harris, also out of, out of Alabama, 5'10", 216 pounds. He ran a 4'5", 40 times, so slightly faster than Josh Jacobs. He had, uh, he, averaged, uh, eight, or he had 876 rushing yards on 150 carries. That's a 5.8 yards per carry. He had nine touchdowns, Travis. He also added 22 receptions on 28 targets for 204 yards. His career stats are 3,000, just a little bit above 3,000 total rushing yards on 477 carries. So he's got a lot of uh, yard, a lot of carries on that body, but he's still averaging a, a huge 6.4 yards per carry and 25 total touchdowns. Travis, what is your outlook on Damian Harris for this upcoming season? If he can land in the right spot. It's sounding like that's kind of where he's going to have to be in order to be super effective. Am I right? Yeah, I would think he's going to be maybe like zone. He's going to need to be in a zone scheme where he can do the one cut thing. He can be that because he's definitely the more he's spent more time being the guy, uh, you know, than Jacobs has. But he and he's the better receiver, but he's less elusive and he's not as good of a pass blocker. And we already talked about how Jacobs wasn't a great pass blocker. So you're looking at some of the things that like, get you off the field in the NFL and that if you can't pick up blitz assignments, you're not going to be there. He also doesn't have that breakaway speed. So he's not a home run hitter. He's not a guy that you're going to lean on to make the big play. It sounds like he can get you the tough yardage. It sounds like he can plunge into the end zone. And, you know, yes, he had all these mileage and touchdowns at Alabama where the offensive line was really good. They're playing not too great of competition for a lot of those games. um, Basically because Alabama is in a tier above everyone else. Yeah. Um, his comp has been Cedric Benson. We remember Cedric Benson with his time in the Bengals. Not a great comp. No, if you're looking at. Can we can we at least give him? Can we at least give him the Cedric Benson of the Chicago Bears? Like, uh, at least give us that one. He was at least slightly better with the Bears. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I we'll see. Uh, for me, I, I'm Damian Harris in this first year of running backs. He is probably my least favorite as yeah. far as what, what he can do. He doesn't wow you in any way, shape, or form. But we've seen that that doesn't really matter in the NFL. Talking about a guy we just talked about with Jordan Howard. Doesn't really wow you, but has good vision, has good balance, and can get the job done. And in fantasy, sometimes that's all you need. So, yes, if he gets in the right system, maybe if Damian Harris goes to an Oakland where he can be the guy, 
um, we could see a situation where he's going to plunge into the end zone for eight, seven, eight, nine touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Who, who oh. of Harris or Jacobs uh, gets five touchdowns? Who gets uh, who? Harris or Jacobs? I'm going to put my money on Jacobs. I think Jacobs yeah. is the hotter. I think he goes to a team that actually would put him as a starter to begin with. I think Harris is a guy that could en- end up being a starter one day, but because you know he paid his dues on the bench. Yeah, I, I think that um, Damian Harris will... I, I don't think he's going to go to a team that is necessarily as hungry for running back as Josh Jacobs will. I think that more people will think that Josh Jacobs is the more well-rounded running back he really came on strong at the end of the season and so I think that he'll have a better opportunity whereas Damian Harris might slide a little bit and therefore probably will end up in some kind of I mean let's face it a lot of these guys are going to end up in a timeshare but I, I like like Travis said Josh Jacobs ability to possibly emerge as at least the one and two running back or one and two down running back and whereas I kind of see more Damien as more of like the third down running back. Um, but if he gets into a good system, then there's possibility there. All right, Travis, I'm going to jump into this third running back here who little whisper secret secret. I got a secret. David Montgomery out of Iowa State, 5'11", 216 pounds. And this Travis could possibly be my favorite running back in this entire class Super excited for the outlook on David Montgomery, right? He's uh, last played, uh, last year he played 12 games. He rushed for 1,216 yards on 257 carries. He had 4.7 yards per carry and and 13 touchdowns. He had a whopping 43% of his team's touches, so we've seen him carry the ball. We've seen him be the bell cow. And he had 22 receptions on 24 targets for 157 yards. You got to like that catch percentage there and then I just want to bring this up because I think it's really really interesting for his career he has played in 37 games and he has rushed for 2,925 rushing yards on 624 carries yes that's a lot of carries for a running back although he didn't go to a big school so it's uh, you know um, take for what you will there the thing that I really like is, according to Pro Football Focus, in 2017, he recorded 86 missed tackles and 109 broken tackles and had a whopping 3.4 yak. You know I love the yak, Travis. That's yards after contact. This guy is a monster. I am begging. I am begging, sitting here, talking to you, Bruce Arians, former coach of my Arizona Cardinals, please take David Montgomery. He has David Johnson 2.0 written all over it. You heard it here first. So it was a hot take. That's a hot take, brother. I was passionate about that one. Coming off that that mic. No, I, I, I like what you laid out there. You talked about pro football focus, talking about how he's elusive. He was the fourth most elusive back graded out of this draft class. He's got that there. He did ro- run a slower 40, 4.63. So he, he's not exactly the burst guy, but he's going to yeah. make you miss. He's going to make you earn that tackle. He was a great pass catching back. You mentioned his catch rate. His zero drop rate is really what got me going. And you talked about the games. He came in as a freshman, 12 games, led the Iowa State Cyclones as a freshman. Uh, in yardage he then played 12 games 13 games and then 11 games in his final year and in that time Johnny only three fumbles so this guy takes care of the football he does what you want him to do 
as a guy that's been the guy, has the mileage, can catch the ball and doesn't fumble. I mean, you're lining up plus elusive, uh, being elusive. You're lining up a guy that can really make a difference in the NFL. So I'm with you. He's not the guy I'm most excited about, but I do like what Montgomery brings to the table. And I think that he's going to make some uh, splash plays in the NFL. All right. Talking about the last running back on today's show that we're going over, and that's Daryl Henderson of Memphis. A lot of people like this guy as a rising star here. Travis, he's 5'9", 200 pounds. He had um, he rushed for 1,909 rushing yards. That's second in the nation on 214 carries. That's, that's astounding. He had a, a whopping 8.9 yards per carry with 22 touchdowns. 19 receptions on 22 targets for 295 yards and three touchdowns. Travis, what do you like about Daryl Henderson? What what where would you like to him to go if I can speak here? And what do you think that he can bring to an NFL team or your fantasy team? I think this guy has the ability to be the best running back in this draft class. He I look at this guy's tape and it it Everything just, it's like a symphony. Everything just fits right. He sees the hole, he accelerates through the hole, and he has the breakaway speed, nobody's going to touch him. Now, a lot of me wanted to say, is that just because he's playing in Memphis, he's not playing a lot of big schools, what's going on here? I really like what he's done, and you know his comp is Tevin Coleman. I actually think he's going to outproduce that comp, but mm-hmm. I, that's not a bad comp to have no. coming out of college. We've seen what, what Coleman can do. Um, he can catch the ball really well. He's very good at, he's very elusive himself, um, at times. So I think if you get him in the right system, you get him, you know, green Bay comes to mind with what, uh, they're able to do. If you, if you mix him in with an Aaron Jones, I would hate that for a fantasy aspect as an Aaron Jones truther. But I think that him getting with a mind that wants to pass him the ball and get him in space, I think that could work out really well. Um, and so for me, Daryl Henderson is the guy I'm most excited about in this draft class. I think he's got it all on tape. Um, and you know, when you're breaking down these metrics and we talk about all the things you break down for running backs, you know, 40 yard, 40 yard dash. We talk about their cone drill. We talk about, you know, Saquon last year was killing it on all aspects, even the, the bench press for me. There's nothing that tells more truth than watching a guy's tape. And Daryl oh, Henderson's yeah. tape jumps off at you. It is it is smacking you in the face when you watch it. And I and I love this guy. Yeah, I mean, he's super exciting. He's a really good one-cut runner. So a zone scheme would be ideal for him. A great fit. Uh, he is the home run hitter. You talked about it, Travis. Dare I say, is he like CJ 2K 2.0? He could be. I mean, he's got the quickness. Like he's got the burst. I mean, and and if you remember back when CJ was a rookie, I would know because I, I, I took him and I rode him to the championship because he just exploded into the league. And I'm not saying that Daryl Henderson will be that guy, but he has the potential if he goes to the right system. And uh, Daryl Henderson, yeah, for me, he's super exciting. Uh, and it will be really fun to see where he goes. You know, I really like the destination of, uh, you know, going to Oakland and what he can bring to that team, as well as to when you're talking about transferring over to Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, look at that. You have a, a running back that's a home run hitter. You've got, you know, 
and newly acquired Antonio Brown, Terrell Williams over there. That's a really good offense that you're starting Kyler to put Kyler Murray because you traded for Yeah, him. I mean, oh, wait, oh, that could be that could be a good little destination there. So uh, I really like Daryl Henderson and yeah. If his I mean, potential. put Daryl Henderson with a mobile quarterback and watch out. I mean, that's yeah. my thing. If if, if he if you know what he's going to say, time to go mobile. <laughs> yep, uh, is that Bane? <laughs> yeah, it is. He wow. just made an appearance. We had two appearances today uh, on to, on today's Chelsea show. And manager Bane. Yeah, exactly. Deal right with on. it. Deal with it. <laughs> of us is invited back yeah <laughs> wow oh i think she's trying to say something yeah bane is bane well you're stuck you're under contract Chelsea. do you feel in control <laughs> i'm all just right. saying these things are just spitting out here all right well, we talked a little bit about destinations johnny so i kind of want to talk about what you think would be the prime destination for any rookie running back to set it set them up for fantasy football purposes Right. Uh, so obviously the top three for me landing destinations are, well, I'll say the first are Tampa Bay and Oakland. Those seem to be the most ready uh, spots for a running back. I would also do a second tier of Buffalo and possibly the Houston Texans as like a one a B option who you have older running backs. They don't necessarily have a true running back coming behind them. So there might be an opportunity there. You want to look for opportunities in fantasy football. And I think that those four situations present the greatest opportunity for that player to succeed. So for me, those are my four landing spots. What about you? How, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Houston. That's the one for me. I talked about a mobile quarterback and pairing that with a running back. We just see what that does for a running back success against a defense if they can't load the box or, you know, if they can't be true on a read option to just one guy. Um, so I think Houston's a great fit for any of these guys and specifically Daryl Henderson, like we just talked about. But I love the idea of Daryl Henderson coming in, having to work ahead of a seasoned vet like Lamar Miller and then just taking that job. Yeah. I think that it's definitely there for the taking for any guy that lands there if he's willing to put in the work and you know usurp Lamar Miller, if you will. All right, Whisper Nation, that is our take on the top four running backs of this class. Let us know what you think. Do you like where we have the landing spots? Do you like any of these guys? Do you like other guys more than the guys that we talked about today? Let Do us you know. like Johnny's Bane impression? Yeah, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know in the comments below. We love you so much, Whisper Nation. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like our content at all, I mean, even a little bit, please head on over to Instagram, Twitter. You can find us at the Fantasy Whispers or at TF Whispers. You're checking us out here on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. It means more than you'll ever know. And until next time, Whisper Nation. That's Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. And the woman behind the mirror, that is Chelsea Byers. And we're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.